You're listening to WePP3 Radio on Foxhole Radio Network. Currently, Johnny Cole Murdoch, girl, let's go dancing. Fuck We got your six and six major playtime. We are We the People, the People's Patriot Project. Hello and good evening. This is Andrea Eichmann with the People's Patriot Project and I am here to welcome you to the show tonight. We're bringing you our weekly show called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Every week we bring you a guest and many times we bring a new musician. We like to share all the good and sometimes the not so good things that are happening in our world. This week we've got, and I think I have everyone, we have Brock, David and Jory with Southern Louisiana Veteran Outreach. And we also have Josh Garrett, and he will be sharing his music tonight. We are looking forward to the show. Hey, a reminder, please, please share your questions, comments, concerns. Um, we will we will address as much as we possibly can. Um, also, if you're showing up as Facebook user and you would like to have your name show so that we know who we're talking to, um, there's a link coming up right now um, stream, streamyard.com slash Facebook, and that will allow you to share your name through the show so we can see it right away. Thanks for being here tonight. We would like to just mention Bourbon Battle Buddies. Thanks for being here. Um, I've seen a lot of names and some Facebook usernames, so I'm not going to try to get all of you, but we appreciate you each and every moment, each and every day that we see you. And, um, Jeremy Daniels, always here. Kim and McGee, always here. Love it. Love it. Um, we do know why we get to do this. Thank you to the service members and first responders that have committed their time, sweat, blood, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms that we have that allow us to do what we do daily. 
We are going to bring you a really great show tonight, but before we get started, we would like you to stand if you can, put your hand over your heart, take off your hat, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh man, Jory, Brock. I think I got you all. David, oof. I was thinking if another one was added, I would have missed you. Um, Andrea pre-read the notes. What? I, 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 left, uh, I left some some nuggets in there when I typed it up about the wonderfully amazing, beautiful, great state of Louisiana. Oh, what? What? did I miss that on the notes? What the heck? please. <laughs> Whatever. There was a lot of names. I just wanted to make sure I got everybody. I I feel hey, welcome to the show. Uh December 10th, amazing <laughs> show opportunity. It's so awesome to have you all you here. Uh, I do want to start off with a serious note. Um I think it's important that we all reach out to our Navy brothers and sisters. They might be going through a little bit of a, a moment right now. Um, I'm sorry, uh, go army. You, you didn't do it. Sorry. That's, Definitely uh, go army. Two uh, we'll years next in year. a row. Boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. Here we go. All day long. And half the panel just drops out. <laughs> yeah, right. We just lost some people. What happened? I think David ran he away. Lost. He got mad. He got mad. Is, he, is he a Navy guy? Yeah, he's a Marine. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's a Navy guy. Yeah, that, that yeah, Men's well. department. They're all they're all the same. Yeah, <laughs> shoot, so sorry. Well, maybe he'll 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 go uh, he'll go eat his crayon and maybe he'll feel better and come back and check us out and see what's going on. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being here. What a what an amazing week. And I think maybe we just should just start off with what's your positive? Brock, what's your positive, brother? My positive? Yeah, give me your positive. Uh, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I think that's all right. I think that's, uh... <laughs> that works. Jory, what's your positive? Yeah, life's good for me. I actually live in uh, Colorado, so uh, when I'm not working, I'm snowboarding a lot and uh, just enjoying life. Did you get mad about at us with our Navy stuff that we were talking? Is that why you left? David? <laughs> no. Maybe you missed it. Maybe you missed it. I missed it. I missed it. They, yeah. Oh, it was David. Was it David the one? I'm sorry. I might yeah, have Yeah, not me. It. I don't know. It I was still here. It was David that left. I'm Jory. David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, did you? were you mad at us for a second? Oh, no. I'm I'm in the Marines. We were talking. Well, right. Yeah, they're one and the same. Navy, Marines. They're the no, same. With the, with the men's department. Come on. <laughs> the baby gap department. <laughs> <laughs> Brock wants to be us so bad. 
<laughs> you should have seen him for the Marine Corps birthday. He's like, man, I want to come have fun with you guys. <laughs> that was a lie. I asked each one of those guys to eat a crayon, send me a picture, live, eating a crayon. None of them did it. So that whole stereotype of we eat crayons, I don't believe it. Because we well, fast. I've seen it. I've seen it. I mean, so me and Jonathan had the awesome opportunity to be at VetFest down in um, Houston uh, just a couple of weeks ago. It might have been more than a couple of weeks now, but uh, with Scotty Frazier. And they actually had a box of crayons for auction. And they were, like, gobbling that stuff up. I couldn't believe it. It was like, what is going on here? It was it was, it was was for Veterans Day. Bro, right they after. make them non-toxic for a reason, guys. Come on. Right. right. <laughs> Eichmann, what's your positive? Oh my gosh. Um, I have so many. Um, I came to an agreement with mother nature and I've decided that cold won't get me down, but I don't necessarily need to stick around forever. So we'll see how that works out. Well, we'd like you to stick around at least a little longer. Come on. You can always get me by video. You kissed. It might be sunnier, warmer. Mr. Garrett, what's your positive brother? Mind? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the holidays coming up, and uh, I got an eight-year-old little girl, so it's still magical for the holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Jonathan. Uh, this, man. I've been waiting a long time for this show tonight. And, uh, coming on? So I'm excited. This is positive. You pretty much did curate this one from the bottom all the way to the top and uh, put all the players in place. So, good job. Um, my positive, I'm going to say my offspring are my positive. They, they're, they're doing a pretty good job in life, and I appreciate what they do and, and the things that they do. And so uh, they've got good hearts. They've done what they're – yeah, I'll keep going. They're just good kids. Uh, and when I say that, they're 23 and 22 years old, so they have the potential to get under my skin regularly, but uh, th they've been doing pretty good lately. <laughs> um, again, welcome to the show. Um, we've got uh, an amazing panel. Now, there's more, and we have one that's dropping in and dropping out, and that's all right. We can get around that. Um, we got an amazing panel of people, and we've got a lot of people. A lot of people chiming in. Um, and Andrea didn't – a lot of them were coming up as Facebook users. So, again, use that uh, link that we sent out there to make sure that we know that you're here. Uh, we do want to recognize those people that are uh, chiming in and sharing their stuff. Derek Iozio, Catch-22 out of El Paso. Good to see you, brother. A lot of South uh, Louisiana veteran supporters coming on, speaking up. Oscar Mike Radio, that's Travis Partington. Uh, thanks for being here, brother. Um, true, list goes on. Uh, Dex Martin, that must be one of the SLVO people. Uh, Contagion Effect, uh, Eric Mello, uh, amazing. Thank you for being here, brother. Uh, support, love it. Jeremy Daniels, and oh, then Eric throws me the curveball with being on his account. So, um, <laughs> Curveball, Perp. we get it. Um, Jonathan, tell us what's going on in the world. Uh, so the month of December, 
is uh, known as the month of giving. The mission revolves around people making a difference in society. The mission around people making a difference in society. December is a month that is recognized Such as Hanukkah and Christmas. In Christian tradition, it is the time that marks the birth of Jesus Christ and resolves around the concept of giving and spreading joy. The concept of giving gifts was formed around the 15th century as Christmas was seen as a holiday that focused on friends and family. Over the years, the month of Christmas has become a universal time for giving and also serves as a reminder of the history of Christmas. Today, December 10th, is Human Rights Day. Human Rights Day is celebrated on the anniversary of the day in 1948 when the UN General Assembly adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. The Declaration of Human Rights is one of the most translated documents in the world as it is available in over 500 different languages. It inspires people and countries to treat every person with the right to life, liberty, property, and the pursuit of happiness. Each year, a different theme is selected for Human Rights Day, and this year, the theme is Freedom, Equality, and Justice for All. Uh, coming up, <clears throat> sorry, coming up December 13th is the birthday of the oldest military organization in the country, the National Guard. The members of the National Guard served during times of war and emergencies and have protected our country for centuries. During the Revolutionary War, Guardsmen were known as Minutemen because of how quickly they would respond. They are the second largest military force in our country behind only the United States Army. The National Guard has fought in every single major U.S. war since 1936. Uh, December 16th is National Wreaths Across America Day. National Wreaths Across America Day has a simple mission, and it is... Remember fallen U.S. veterans, honor those who serve, and teach your children the value of freedom. This is an annual event that takes place every third Saturday in December at Arlington National Cemetery, as well as other cemeteries in the U.S., at sea, and abroad. Wreaths are laid as family and friends remember both those who made the ultimate sacrifice and those who currently serve in the armed forces. You can observe National Wreaths Across America Day by volunteering to help lay wreaths at a local cemetery or memorial wall, or by donating or sponsoring a wreath to any living or deceased family members that were in the military. If you are interested in finding a way where, sorry, I'm trying to multitask. If you're interested in, in finding out where you can volunteer locally, then here is the website for Wreaths Across America coming through now. Um, also, this is a good time, Andrea, for you to jump in and talk a little bit about Reese Across America. I would love to tell you about, and thank you for hitting the, the speaking points to um, remember, honor, and teach. That is their motto, their 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 way of life with Reese Across America. And so we, People's Patriot Project, just took over um, Fort Snelling here in Minnesota is not the only um, military, but it is the biggest in, in Minnesota. And we have just short of 15,000 reads. I, two weeks ago, had set my new goal at 10,000. And then we got to do a little stint on the news. And I just have heard from so many people that caught it. And we actually more than doubled what we had. Um, 
donated and sponsored at that point in time. Um, we've got several volunteers helping out. Anyone who's listening, check out the website for the directions. You'll meet by the flagpole right inside gate three. I could see it from 494 today. Um, a lot of people ask those questions. Parking will be slim. You park where you can. Um, where you can't will be marked. And that's pretty much the, the rows, the, the roads, um, the drives. You can park on those as long as they aren't marked. Um, the ceremony will be brief. It's about 30 minutes. And at the end of that 30 minutes, we will explain how to lay your wreath and honor, um, honor, remember, and then teach the young ones. Also, I hear there's a ton of young ones that come along. Um, and so you guys can all, um, oh gosh, participate, participate, participate. And uh, yeah, they, in the future as well, you can order grave specific wreaths. You can also order through our name, the People's Patriot Project for a fundraiser. They do kick back, kick back $5 per wreath to um, your nonprofit of choice. So you can check that out on the webpage as well. Thank you and see you next Saturday. Boom. I was waiting to see if maybe David's uh, mic is. David's going to be our problem child tonight. I can tell right yeah, now. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I mean, leave it, leave it up to the Marine, dude, to mess it up, bro. Dude, hey, we all have that one weak link in the uh, the core or the Army. Unfortunately, it's David for us. <laughs> hey, David, we are so glad you're here tonight. Thank you for being here. <laughs> We appreciate. Oh, he's gone. I don't know where he went. Oh no! Brock, text him, tell him not to jump back on. Way to go, guys! Way to go. Feelings, I guess. What the heck? Um, sensitive. I. I love, and I first of all, and she's not going to accept this very well, but I wanted to say how amazingly awesome Andrea has been in putting together and being the literally not even the glue but the bricks the whole mortar everything of making sure that uh reads across america has been working here in the state of minnesota uh she is taking that on um she's not i i know who this person is so she's like shut up mark move on but uh i want to thank her um, I do want to put this, and I don't know if we'll get very many Minnesota people uh, hearing this, um, but I am going to say it. Stop being so rude. Um, <laughs> it, I, I'm just going to say it. I, it's this isn't, and this isn't the People's Patriot Project. It's not our. It's not our mission. It's not our. It's not our event, and it's reads across America. And there's a reason and a purpose while we're doing it. It's to remember, to honor, and to teach our entire country and our world what these men and women have done for us. And I don't care if if your feelings get hurt that day that you didn't get the reads you wanted when you wanted them, how you wanted them, and that. Stop. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, stop. Me. I get to be that guy that on Saturday – Come see me when you got the problem. I'll be I'll be glad we're there for a reason, and that's to remember and honor <laughs> these men and women. So Jeremy, um, thanks, and Kimmer, thanks you too. Hey, um, so for every three people that are a, a little bit um short and snippy, or you know, there are a thousand that are amazing, and so to the the thousand to three ratio, I appreciate all of you. 
um, there have been so many amazing people. And I want to throw out, um, there are the trucking companies and we will have recognition for them. But you guys are amazing. Not only do they use their own time, so the truck space guests, um, the, the truckers, the truck drivers um, give their time. And then they also bring volunteers with them to help put the reeds out and unload the trucks. And um, we have a lot more things coming out, but those guys are coming Friday and Saturday. So oof, thanks for what you do. The men and women who have given and the organizations that have given and the people that have given have been absolutely amazing. And um, I can't say enough. Keep, keep up the good work. Um, I have a whole nother slew of conversation I want to talk about at another time, but uh, we'll save because you know what? I really want to hear more about South Louisiana Veteran Outreach, and they've been patient here, and we've got the amazing music of, of Josh Garrett. Um, welcome to the panel, gentlemen. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. Definitely. Uh, Good to be here. Our... <laughs> I got to look at my notes real quick. Sorry. Um, we didn't offend our friend, did we? Is he? Did he leave because he's offended at us? No, I, don't, I think he's just uh, mentally challenged, maybe. Uh, oh. No. He's probably <laughs> technical issues. He, he catches enough flack from us, so uh, you're, you're not going to hurt his feelings. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, usually I'm the one that gets all the grief, and so that's uh, – I can handle it. I'm broad-shouldered, and that's. But uh, uh, we just had enough of him. He can't be here if he's going to act like that. Uh, totally <laughs> joking. Totally joking. Uh, Rory and Brock, tell us about your organization and what you're getting done. Good, Brock. So uh, we started this organization back in 2018, and. We started it because we had a, um, a local guy here in Homa who committed suicide. And it was a popular guy. This guy was a, was in the Army for 12 years. He was a Special Forces Green Beret. I mean, top of the line, top tier, had all the training and all that. And um, he was popular here in Homa. He had all the friends that, that you would ever wanted or needed. But I guess he didn't have that that person to uh, to talk to about what he was going through. So, you know, without going into details on his situation, um, he ended up committing suicide. And, you know, right when that happened, Jory and I, Dex and David, we, we pretty much all got together and we started um, South Louisiana Veteran Outreach which initially was going to be some type of networking um, platform that we can get veterans together within the area to communicate, talk, and, you know, um, get whatever we're going through off our chest to try to communicate to somebody who actually understood what we were going through, you know, with, with anything, whatever, whatever it is. And that, that quickly turned into, um, us noticing that people needed financial help <laughs> besides, yeah, man, we can talk all day long, but I still need my rent paid or I still need my truck payment paid or utilities, food, groceries, you know? So 
at that time we, you know, here in South Louisiana, you know, the, we eat, we cook and that's, that's how we get together. So we started a, uh, a gumbo cook-off and our, our first event, we ended up raising close to $35,000, $40,000. And that pretty much started the, um, the financial help that we provide to, to veterans here in our area. Um, and that slowly progressed into doing more events throughout the year. And here recently, we kind of hit our niche on a uh, crawfish ball off, which we call it Freedom Fest, in, in intermingled with uh, with Beer Fest that we hold on um, Memorial Day weekend. Outstanding, outstanding. Um, I'm having a moment here because you got my brain spinning. Uh, we like to collaboratively work with uh, people, uh, the People's Patriot Project, and we like to mention and make sure uh, Jonathan's down in your space. We robbed him from you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, you should have been a little bit quicker and grabbed him, but now we got him, so it'll it'll work out. The, he'll be the he'll be the glue that glues us together when when this all works out as well. Be, um, but. Uh, um, not a competition not how many <laughs> veterans do you think you've been able to support uh, since you started your organization um since 2018 we've raised um pretty close to 400 $450,000 and we've pretty much dished out every bit of that money right now we have pretty close to 74,000 in our account mm -hmm. So we're, we don't have any overhead. Our, our board members are all volunteered. Our bookkeepers volunteered. Nobody associated with the organization takes a dollar from the organization. So for every dollar that, that comes in, you know, directly affects and helps veterans within our area. So to put a number on that, and it's hundreds. And that's the crazy piece because I I know that when we get on the into an event, it's really hard to know how many people you've helped because I know you do events, you you do the 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 crawfish, what 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 is your official title crawfish crawdad mud bug what I mean what what is the real praise well, for that? Uh, we just call them crawfish. Crawfish, yeah. What, yeah. We're not from there, so we call all of the crazy <laughs> stuff. So we yeah, you can call them whatever you want. They taste good, so that's all that matters. We'll get into that in a second here. Because <laughs> it's, um, but you never know the extent of your reach because of the camaraderie that you're building within your organization, within your community, within the people, and you become a mainstay. And I and I'm. I'm probably putting words in your mouth or into the thought, but um, just like the people that come onto the show uh, as guests and or as just uh, the viewership, uh, it's an amazing group of people. The Crutzingers are here. They're from Texas Operation Texas Strong. Good to see you guys. Um, it's it's family. It, it's building a network of people that care about the people that have 
sign the dotted line. And uh, um, I am going to put this out there, even for uh, the South Louisiana uh, Outreach Group, that if, if you have been affected by them, let them know. Because that's actually the fuel that keeps things going. Um, I know how many hours it takes to do this. I know uh, how long and it, it pulls you away from your families. It pulls you away from your other lively experience. I, you're probably in the position where I'm at where it's just become your life and it's what you live and breathe. And, and I appreciate that from you guys. But uh, the thing that feeds me is when I get that notice from someone, Hey, thank you. The, selfishly, I get to listen to uh, Gwinner come on here and say thank you and and shout out to, to Andrea. Thank you, Kimmer Gwinner. Um, thank you for being here always and uh, just the, the positivity you bring. Uh, but I, I want to say that to the network of uh, uh, the South Louisiana Veterans Outreach Group. Make sure you're reaching out to these guys and let them know because sometimes it's hard to know how impactful you're being when you're just enjoying life and everyone's coming together and enjoying the events. And, and I think it's, I don't know, personally, that I think that's important. They probably don't need to hear it, but they need to hear it. Yeah. And what Brock didn't mention is, uh, you know, we, we started it because of a veteran suicide and our kind of primary goal was to prevent that from ever happening in our hometown. Again, we're from a small little bayou town where everybody has the same friends. Uh, I didn't go to school with a veteran that, you know, took his life, but I have really close friends that were close friends with him. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody knows each other. Brock and me have had veterans tell us like, Hey, I was in my tool shed yesterday, uh, thinking about killing myself. Uh, you guys prevented that. So when we hear those stories and we do, you know, the veterans that we do help are super thankful. We don't ever, uh, you know, prayed them around. We don't broadcast their names. It's not our intention. We we're not about that. We're just trying to help veterans to stop themselves from ending their lives. Uh, and you know, they pretty much everyone that we've ever helped has been very gracious, very thankful that we're there for them. So we do hear it. We just, we don't parade them around. We're not, you're not putting them on a stage and saying, look at us. We help these guys. Yeah. You know, we just want to make sure veterans are taken care of. I appreciate that, and that's uh, that's in my opinion the way it should be done. Um, we go with the thing that says our green will go unseen, uh, will not go unseen, only in the fact that our veterans and first responders don't need to be paraded. Most of them don't even want to be recognized. They want to run into their burning building and save your stuff and save your ass, and then uh, get on with what they got to do next. Uh, they don't really care for the recognition because that's not who they are in their heart and in their mind. But at the same time, um, we do have in the veteran world, and it's hard to count it in the first responder world, but in the veteran world, we're losing 6,000 veterans a year for the last 20 years. Um, and that that needs to be fixed. We're here for you, brothers and sisters. Um, we had a little pre-show conversation about, you know, when – when they can't pay their rent, they, they didn't pre-plan that three months ago to say, hey, I'll, I'll, need, I'll need help in three months. It's, it's today, and they're in crisis now, and they need help now. So um, I, I'm saying this for a number of reasons. One is uh, if you're a veteran organization and group that's out there saying, 
you're helping veterans and first responders. Make sure you get your stuff in order. Make sure you're doing what you're saying. And at the end of the day, uh, follow through on that that piece. And so um, that's another piece we talk about regularly. Um, we appreciate you. We got more questions for you here. I'd like to bring in Josh into the conversation here. Um, Josh Garrett, I hear nothing about you uh, when it comes down to Louisiana. Sorry. I uh, haven't heard about you in Minnesota, but we'll, we'll get that fixed. Um, yeah. <laughs> ever since I was turned on to your music. And so, first of all, one tiny quick question. How do you categorize your music? Go ahead and put that out there. Uh, that's, uh, that's a difficult one. Uh, we kind of live in the blues world. You know, we play blues festivals and blues clubs, but, uh, you know, the influences are, you know, country, blues, Zydeco, Cajun music. So our sound is going to be, you know, a little bit different than, you know, it's like, say, Chicago blues or, you know, Memphis or something like that, because uh, we grew up listening to different stuff. Uh, so we, we kind of call it now instead of just, you know, whenever we put out a record, it's, it's, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, we'll just call it roots music. So that way it kind of encompasses a lot of things. Uh, and it's not kind of pigeonholed down into blues. So that's it. Well, and that, cause that was the piece that I, when I, there, so in the world of music, when you say blues, I mean, a lot of people go straight to like Louis Armstrong. B.B. Uh, King. Yeah. Yeah. B.B. Yeah. King. Um, and that is not your sound. Uh, you are a driving. I didn't. I'm like, this is this is red dirt, rock and roll, country, slamming, jamming. Let's get her done. Uh, put a boogie in your woogie and keep moving music. Yeah. Um, that's a party in every song. And it's, uh, I don't know, I it, it was exciting to hear your stuff, and I'm excited to hear it tonight as well. Tell us about your service and uh, what got you to where you're at right now. Uh, well, I joined the National Guard in 96 uh, and simply just to, you know, get money to go to college. Uh, I thought that's what I wanted to do at the time. I was still playing music and everything, but, um, you know, uh, shortly after, uh, 2001, 9-11 happened and that's when, you know, things changed for, for especially people in the reserves national guard, uh, lots of deployments. Uh, so, you know, fast forward, uh, to 2004, and uh, we are uh, getting deployed to Baghdad. Uh, and then we're, you know, we're going to be, uh, we started with, we got attached to 10th Mountain Division. And, uh, you know, we're kind of just doing operations in our little AO with them. And, uh, you know, I had a, had a hell of a deployment. Uh, it was uh, OIF-3, so that was 2000, 2004, 2005. Uh, so things were still kind of, you know, they were still shitty over there. And, uh, you know, that whenever we left, you know, I finished with that deployment. That's when uh, I was I was ready to hang it up. It's like, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to it was a turning point in my life. And I was like, you know, from 
from this day forward, my ETS day, I was like, I am going to, I'm going to do what I want with the rest of my life. And, uh, uh, cause I felt fortunate just to still be around. So, uh, I decided then I was like, music is not just going to be a pastime. Now it's going to be my career. And, uh, I'm glad that I made that decision. Uh, it's been, it's been a hell of a road and there's ups and downs financially, emotionally, but, uh, you know, we, we've gotten to a point and it's taken, what is that? That's almost 20 years now. Um, gotten to a point where, you know, we've, we're, we're stable and uh, making records and we're, we're touring and uh, we even, you know, even got to a point where I wanted to slow it down a little bit because I had my little girl and she's now eight. So, uh, you know, like going out on the road for, you know, two, two months at a time, that's, that's not in the cards for me right now. I want to be, I want to be present for, for my kid. So now we just do like little mini tours, you know, we'll go out for six days here or eight days there and come back home and then flip the, flip the switches and go back into, you know, dad mode and, uh, and play some local shows as well. But, uh, you know, whenever she gets to an age where she doesn't want to hang out with dad anymore, I'll go back out and start, you know, touring hard again. But, um, yeah, for for now it's you know let's you know maybe one or two little mini tours in a month and uh, get home and and uh, make sure that little girl is taken care of and uh, do all the fun things that come with that gymnastics meets and yeah horseback riding lessons so it's it's uh it's enjoyable it's fun. Uh, Dex is one of your crew, right, guys? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Does he know what's going on? Probably not. He's probably lost. He's a he's a marine. <laughs> Did he get the marine back yet? He's, he says we need to play or have Josh play at Freedom Fest 2024. Is that? The... I look. I penciled this in already. This is what May 25th. May 25th. I got it penciled in. I'm looking at my calendar. It's right in front of me. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. <laughs> look at that. Done. My favorite song, man, is a damn is a uh, damn shame. Well, well, I will make sure that that is on the set list for that day. <laughs> um, we've got three lined up for you tonight. Did uh, Jonathan share with you what songs we have lined up for you? For me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I sent I sent them to him, so I don't remember what they were. But good night, I- good night, honey, for my queen, and back to from Memphis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just picked three from the the last record we put out in 2015 or 16 okay. or something like that. Which one would you like to start off with? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's do uh, let's do uh, back from Memphis. The song about uh, I believe that was Hurricane Gustav, and uh, obviously it was uh, it was going to be uh, important for us to evacuate and get north, and we decided to go to Memphis. So that's it's kind of a song about uh, an evacuation for a hurricane. This is Josh Garrett with Back From Memphis.
a little soul into everything right there man <laughs> that's a damn can good song thank you um how long did you is that some is music something you picked up in high school uh no I, I started uh i started playing guitar when i was 11 or 12 or something like that so i mean even even before high school i was playing 
I mean, it's most most of my my life that I can remember. These these guitars behind me are just for show, really. <laughs> um, we have a rule, Brock. If there's a guitar in the scene, you have to pick one up and play a song during during the show. That's that's our policy. So. That is a good rule. All right, match them right now. <laughs> we won't make you do that. We won't make you do it. I'm not scared now. You might not hear, you might not like what you hear, but I ain't scared to play. <laughs> I ain't sound I'm not sounding that good. <laughs> yeah. Do what you do. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a campfire player, you know. My favorites. Absolutely my favorites. By that time you threw whiskeys in and you sound amazing, so it doesn't matter. That's it. There we go. Yeah. This is, we should have one of those just set up like a screen, put a little fire and just do the jam. Our favorite experiences when it comes to musicians is after the show, when we've done an event and we go back to wherever we're lodging for the night, we always make sure we have a housing big enough for everyone to be in the same space at the same time. Yeah. And um, and everyone pulls out their their instrument of choice and just jams. And um, we absolutely one hundred percent selfishly do that. And and it's one of our favorite things to do. Um, uh, we will find a space. I, th- does um, does the South Louisiana Veteran Outreach Group know what we're doing, Jonathan? Um, no, I haven't got a chance to talk to them yet. Okay. I definitely want that space in a more uh, personal setting. (laughs) It's going to end up being a gang fight, I think, is what's going to (laughs) happen. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We would have asked permission earlier, but we didn't know. So we'll we'll get it figured out. Uh, Do we want to wait on that, Jonathan, then? Or are we we just want to advance it? You got to The conversation open now. Peak to that Rock's over here going, go Army. We just need to know. Yeah, yeah. So on March 23rd down in Thibodeau, Louisiana, you'll be able to hear Josh Garrett uh, live with uh, the the WP3. Um, shock and awe. Shock and awe fest. Nice. Um, and, nice. well, again, there's a little bit of guilt here because we like to collaborate with everybody. Um, and, uh, I think our relationship started after we'd already put the stuff into play, but, uh, we, we want you guys there and, uh, we'll definitely come and visit your guys' vet fest for sure. Um, I, we'll be guys, there, brother. You ain't gotta, you yeah, ain't gotta no, worry about no, that. No hard feelings I here. I don't We're get, not. I don't get crawdads. I don't get them. I don't <laughs> well, first of all, they're not crawdads. They're small. Nobody would eat them. Crawfish. Crawfish. Okay. People people who call them crawdads. Here we go. Don't don't eat them. You know they're they're not Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't want to say it, but yeah, they're (laughs) Yankee people, man. The people from up north call them crawdads. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mud bugs, crawdads. Yeah, we just call them crawfish. Crayfish. I mean, all of that, dude. That's that's all nonsense. You know who is that coming from? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. 
from the Yankees. You know, they, they think it's Southern slang, but it's not. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'll be the first to say I'm uneducated in this space, and I do try to eat your crawfish every chance I get because I like the idea, but the portions aren't big enough. I, that's, yeah. that's the problem. That's because you're, you're, you're not doing it wrong. Pounds of where, you, where are you getting doing it wrong? I'm doing it wrong. So you, if you go to a restaurant, uh-huh. right, they serve them by the pound. So, I mean, one, two, three pounds probably at a restaurant. But that's not that's not going to fill your craving. You you have the whole experience is the backyard crawfish boil. Drinking, having a good time. I mean, you're eating for five hours. Yeah, prepping right. in the morning, several batches all day all right. long. All right. Yeah. And then you don't you, you can't that's forget the, about the you're forgetting about the fixings too. We got corn, sausage, mushrooms, any taste. kind of vegetable you want to throw in there. We've thrown pineapples in that thing before. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah. just eat all that continuously throughout the whole day and you get pretty full right. real fast. Well, I mean, there's everything in there that I think I would like. I mean, here's a deal. When I see a lobster, and I know they're kind of in the same family of crustacean, I'd rather eat a lobster tail than a, a crawfish tail. But I get the twist and suck and bite and chew, and I, I get all that, but uh, I just want more. I yeah. guess you just like bland it's all you food. Can eat. It's all you can eat. You gotta, you gotta come here to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to come there, I guess. That's what's going to have to happen. That's, uh, and so where you're at is, where you said Minnesota, right? Yeah. You're not going to find any good crawfish there, dude. I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. They're probably steaming them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not going to They're not gonna be boiled correctly. They're not they, going to be They throw the dry correctly. seasoning on the top. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably doing it all wrong here. I, <laughs> I, would, I would put money on it that they're doing it wrong. <laughs> all right all right is there is there like a certain attire you should wear when you're doing this shorts yeah. t-shirt shorts. You, gotta, you gotta wear the bayou the bayou reeboks okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cut, off, cut off jean shorts 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 i like it i like this do i have to have a mullet if i'm eating them i mean it won't help i mean it won't hurt Sleeveless shirt, shirt, you know, overalls, whatever you want to wear. Those, those big, wide sunglass things I need to have, right? That's <laughs> there's some guy named like Rotten Rotten Bread or some guy, some that yeah. I watched a little every once in a while, and he Jonathan gets mad when I even mention him because he says the people from Louisiana are not like that. They're no water boy. There's no Bobby Boucher. There's no He's talking no about the cop. <laughs> That's yeah. Steve Trooper. What's his name? Still He's Cracker. A... Yeah, that. There you go, Mark. Well, that's that's your uh, that's your buddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah! How much? How much? Uh, Thirty dollars, boy. Cheaper you bucks. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> I am going to do that. <laughs> you can wear those around here, and people will not even question it. Yeah, no, no. Honestly, gym shorts and some Reeboks. You good to go? <laughs> I just That's got good. a little, a little secret message from one of Peterson's good friends who may have grown up down there. He's I think embarrassed. That's probably Lee, huh? 
He's embarrassed right now. I don't know if he wants to be attached at the moment. Who? Oh, no. Why? Jonathan's is right. Is this Stephen uh, Jones? That was Lee. No. Lee Williams? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm learning. That's that's why we do this thing. We we learn. And uh, uh, there's there's nothing. There's not a plate of food I've ever pushed away. Yeah. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than than being in the backyard, drinking, boiling anything. Really, you know, it's. I get so full. I'm 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 almost I'm hurting myself. Do you so, get full on the potatoes and corn or on the crawfish? Oh, both. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: the first probably, time it's on the potatoes and corn, the second time it's on the crawfish. Yeah, yeah but belly feel right. To like for you to peel like a hundred crawfish would probably take you. An hour for us to peel a hundred crawfish. It's what five minutes. Yeah, ten. Like we've just been doing it our whole lives. We just <laughs> you're just here to hurt people's feelings right now. I see. I mean, <laughs> we're professional. Say like if you order, say, say if you order two pounds in in a restaurant, I, I'm eating two pounds in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I'm. And you can tell like a real Cajun because they're gonna have heads on one side, they're gonna have the tails on the other side. <laughs> They're going to be turned a certain way. People from up Back. north, you little Yankees, y'all just having a big pile, and it just looks like a pile of shit. But us, it's like neat little columns, and we're just going to town. This is exciting, yeah, bro. Exciting. You come down. You come down here, man. We'll, we'll learn you something, bro. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get you right. Yeah, I like this. I like this because I'm going to take you guys to Wyoming, and you can eat what we eat up there. You in yeah. Wyoming? Well, that's my home state. You're not talking about the Rocky Mountain oysters, are you? Hell yeah. <laughs> I've had that. A lot of people. It's 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 all fun. It's all fun. Um, tell us. So you gave us the framework of your organization. What you, what is something you're working on right now? What what do you want? What's the big piece you're working on? So, um. The current moment is, you know, we're we're buying uh, presents for for Christmas for veteran families around our area. So um, every year we sponsor um, veteran families and we buy Christmas presents. So I mean, we're buying um, Xbox Ones, PS Fives, Nintendo Switches. You know, we're we're raising money and we're we're spending the money that you know we're, we're buying quality gifts and. Basically, this is the veterans that we help out throughout the year. You know, we're asking them if they if they need additional help for Christmas. So we're getting their their children's Christmas lists, and we're just buying everything on the Christmas list. You know, there's not necessarily a limit, but there is a limit. You know, um, that's that's what we're working on now. You know, our I guess our five year goal or you know, our, our big goals that, that we have is, you know, we'd like to have our own building in our, in our area that a way we can build a, um, our own veteran center. Cause in our, in our area, you know, we have several different organizations that provide assistance to veterans, you know, and a lot of these organizations are great organizations, but sometimes you find that, we overlap in helping the same veteran or we miss the opportunity to help the veteran. 
you know, because some of these organizations are federally funded, some of these organizations are state funded, and we we truly miss the opportunity. Not because we don't communicate, but it would be nice if a veteran knew, say, like in our area, hey, I'm a veteran. I need help. I can go to this one building and I can get all the contacts. I can get all the help that I need versus going to this, going to one organization and kicking the can down the road for two weeks, going to another organization, kicking the can down for another week or a couple months even versus just going to one building explaining explaining your situation and then you know it, it can get point in the in the right direction the first time I and love- you can maximize you can maximize your benefits that these other organizations have agree you know? with everything you're saying agree yeah. so, i mean we're we're a small organization right the way we get money and the way we help is is through donation so without throwing uh, events and without having smaller events and doing the community outreach, we don't have any, any money coming in. You know, we, we do get small grants through other organizations, but I mean, we're not federally funded. We're not state funded like these other big organizations. So if we can find that the federally funded organizations can help a veteran instead of us, then we would prefer the federally funded organization help the veteran. I love hearing because, that, brother. Because, I mean, they have not necessarily unlimited resources, but, I mean, they got a bigger pocketbook yeah. than us. And not to cut you off, Brock, but I think that kind of sets us uh, apart from other the federally funded. There's a lot of bureaucracy when it comes to the, the bigger organizations. When it comes to us, if a veteran walks up to us, he usually has an answer if we're going to help that veteran. And we do our due diligence. We make sure they're veterans. We make sure they have an honorable discharge. Uh, we generally towards the lean, towards the uh, combat vets, but we, we've helped other veterans too. Uh, but there's no, it's an internal group chat that we have. There's six of us in there and we take a vote pretty much an hour after we speak to the veteran. And we know if we're going to be helping that veteran within the hour, within two hours. So, you know, a lot of the stress that veterans, uh, you know, have is they'll come to these organizations. It's hard for those guys to ask questions, ask for help even. Uh, and then they come and they ask for help and they don't hear anything for a week or two weeks. And the bill needed to be paid two days ago. You know, they come to us, they ask us for help. We can generally have an answer or a vote on it within the next hour or so. And then call them up and be like, hey, this is going to get paid tomorrow. Or we're going to write a check to the bill or the creditor tomorrow. We're putting in the mail tomorrow. And that, I can, can't tell you how much stress that just pulls off their shoulders instantly. Versus going to one of the bigger organizations and, you know, having to wait for a week or two when he gets permission from his boss, who gets permission from that boss. So I think that kind of sets us aside from a lot of the organizations we have in our hometown. Uh, and it it's good for us, but it's also bad for us because we're a small organization. And we don't have the uh, revenue that the bigger organizations do have. I love hearing every part of this. And I, I mean, what you guys are doing is a gigantic piece of how we we do it with the People's Patriot Project. Uh, the one piece that I say, and I need everyone that's listening to this to understand. And again, we're talking to the same people. Um, we're talking to the people that have, have, uh, 
have signed the dotted line. We need to reach into that 90% of our country that have no skin in the game. Uh, they're not running in and burning buildings. They never signed the line. They, we need them to understand that it's our veterans and first responders that gave you. It's our pledge. We know why we get to do this. But the point I also need to we need to be ready so we don't have to get ready when these veterans, they're in crisis when they call you now and they don't have or don't, do they have time? They do. They're probably overreacting to a situation, but it's a situation that's real to them at that moment in time and they need the help. My frustrating piece is when they relay back to me is, oh my gosh, you answered the phone. I can't believe you answered the phone. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and I want to know who's not answering the phone because they need to be held accountable. And that's it's not the time and place during that conversation, but uh, that's one of the things we've prided ourselves is, you know, within within 20 minutes, we make sure that we've done the reach back and we've had a, a verbal conversation. If we can't fix the problem, we put them on the line with the person. It's not a, hey, email this person or call this person. I'm calling up uh, uh, Jones down in, in uh, South Carolina or Georgia and saying, hey, I've got this veteran with this issue right now. Can you give us? I call up Derek Iozio down in El Paso and say, hey, we've got someone in your space that needs a hand. Are you capable of doing this? He's on the line with me right now or she's on the line right now. Um, I, but I do think, my opinion uh, the more we can collaborate within each organization and know that we got each other on speed dial, the the quicker and faster we can help veterans across the country. It sounds like you've got a great, you use the word niche, uh, in your space, and that's awesome, and we don't want to take away from that. Uh, but at the same time, on a national level, people are reaching in. We need to make sure that they have access to the, the, the helps they need. I, people do get frustrated with me sometimes because I make the statement, that the resources are there, the help is there. We just have our veterans and first responders so confused about where to get the help. That's that the is correct. What are you saying? Hey, you know, uh, it's funny how you, you say that, not funny, but uh, you say that you've got a plethora of organizations that you can reach out to. That's kind of how SLVO came to fruition is uh, – the unit I was in, we have a Facebook page and it's guys spread out through the whole country. And if somebody was having an issue, you know, they could make a post and people in that general area would start to mobilize to go find them and get to them. And, you know, that's when we had the vet take his life and SWO came to fruition. I was like, well, Scott, Brock, David and Dex, like, let's make a Facebook page so veterans in our hometown can reach out. So I really like what you just said there, being able to contact other organizations. That's a hell of an idea. So George Rattana here was our guest last weekend, and he's watching. Uh, and he's got an organization he's running out in uh, California. And it just, yeah, let's, let's build this bridge where we just, hey, have first name conversations about people. Our space is pretty amazing right now in Minnesota, uh, not in all areas, but the VA reaches when it doesn't fit their criteria, they call us up and say, Hey guys, can you take care of this? Yeah. But again, at the same time, you got to remember it costs us money to do this. So one of the last ones was like a, a $7,000 ask, not 
not throwing anyone's stuff out there, but it's like um, it's a I, money. Don't, I don't raise up a $7,000 every day. And every once in a while, we, we do get that Easter egg and, and help from outside that allows us to do those things. I'm going to tell everyone that's listening and to anyone that hears the podcast later, we, the People's Patriot Project, and the South Louisiana Veterans Outreach does not get to do what we're doing without you guys. Uh, we need you. We need to. I'd like to do a Jerry Lewis telethon back, uh, you know, go back in the old days and just do a, a thing and bring all the, bring Josh Garrett on and do a live televised huge event, uh, 24 hours where we're just, you know, tell me America's not important. And that's what this is about. This is about the freedoms that everyone gets to have because of the men and women that have done and given you the opportunities to do this. I, I will, uh, I get on a platform real easy. Sorry guys. Um, <laughs> I'm passionate about this. This is important. And uh, we will drive this, we will drive this home and uh, we will make sure our veterans and first responders get what they need. I know that the, the conglomeration here is for most part veterans, but uh, you know, roughly 63% of people that are serving in our uh, uh, first responder corps, the army, not army, police, fire, and EMS corrections. And um, I'm missing one guys dispatch. Um, 63% are former uh, service members. And so, uh, it's important. I think it's important. I mean, that's Mr. Garrett. Yes. What do you think about these guys? I think it's awesome. I think uh, I think it's something that needs to be done for sure. Uh, there's a lot of people uh, struggling, struggling, and uh, they need it. So I love hey, it. Well, and we do have this conversation. Not every veteran is out there struggling. Uh, at yeah. the same time, I'll make this statement. I'll make – we've got some strong, bold-shouldered men and women here that uh, will carry the load. Um, there's also a handful of veterans. I, 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 I wouldn't cross the street to give them a hand because of some of the stuff that they do. Um, if, if you're knocking on the door of every organization asking and having a handout, we got to fix the other problems that exist. And, and that's a piece of, you know, at some point we've had frequent flyers. And when we earmark them, it's like, gosh, what did we do? I mean, ah, <laughs> but uh, 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 I get what you're saying. So people are like, uh, the, you have like veterans that are like play, playing a game. Like trying, just trying to get funds from several different organizations. I, I, we have a veteran in our space, and Miss Eichmann's going to throw something at me. Who, who has gone through some stuff, and may have uh, had an had an amputation that has nothing to do with his military service, but he exploits it, and it's yeah. frustrating for me to see that. Uh, we haven't called them out yet. It is what it is, but uh, um, it's it's not right, and um, they're well within their means, and it's it's frustrating. The other piece that we talked about uh, pre-show, and again, I'm here to tear band-aids off. That's I'm not I'm not here to hurt, harm, or hinder anyone. But you know, when if you have an organization and you're feeding the people within your organization. Um, that's not necessarily a, a great uh, feel when I see that as well. 
and we see that across the board regularly. It's like stop doing it. The if if you're involved in a nonprofit and here to help other people, then help the other people. You're not here to gain because uh, you're uh, linked to an organization. That's not the way it's supposed to work. I'm sorry if that hurts people's feelings. Uh, me and Brock, you know, Brock's the president. I'm the VP. We've actually went to veterans' homes and you know went and had conversations, face-to-face conversation with, hey, we're going to help you, but what can you do to help yourself right now? And we, we run into the frequent flyers too. Uh, we make sure that we were very clear, you know, maybe one time, two times, three times. I think we've even went four and five times, you know, depending on the current situation that they're in and how can, are they taking the steps to get themselves out of that situation? Uh, but we, we've turned veterans know, like we've looked at their profile, looked their history. Oh, you've served two months. Uh, then you get honor, dishonorably discharged, you know, yeah. and you're begging $3,000 from us. And it's like, that's a chunk of money that we can use to benefit somebody else or pay their mortgage. You know, $3,000, that's almost two or three mortgage payments for another veteran who's more yeah. deserving, who's been in more combat, more firefights done more for this country than a person that got in and got kicked out for bad behavior. You know, right. Uh, so right. we, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. Um, gosh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Uh, Mr. Uh, Rattana wants to make sure he connects with you guys. Um, and I'm, about to, uh, I'm about to forward all that information over to Brock. All right. Yeah. Great man, great mission. Works his tail off. Uh, I will uh, vouch for this one. There's not many we don't vouch for, for the record. I want to say that, too. No. Um, You know, with with our organization, you know, SLVO, we're not in competition with any other organization on our area. You know, we we want all the other organizations to succeed, you know, especially especially the, the organizations that help veterans, you know. So the VFW, the American Legions around our area, you know, we've gotten asked a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, how how are we pulling a crowd? How are we raising this much money? How are we getting this much momentum? with a small organization, a small organization. We don't have a building. We don't have uh, a place where veterans can come to, to pay a membership, to pay whatever, you know, we have a Facebook page, you know, we communicate through email, through text, phone calls. And, you know, we have these, Mm -hmm. we have these events and again, we're not, we're not, we're not in competition. You know, I love it. We're we're, love we're it. doing what we're saying we're doing with the money and we're transparent. Like I told you earlier, you know, we have right at seventy five thousand dollars in our account. Now, although that might sound like a lot of money, which it is, you know, but to help a whole community, that's I mean, to be honest with you, that's nothing, you know, because that can go very, very quickly if, if you're helping somebody who's behind on their mortgage, who's behind on their house payment, who's behind on their rent, behind on their vehicle payment, insurance, utilities, 
you know, it, it, it stacks up when you're spending five, six, seven thousand dollars at a time. And unfortunately, even in a small uh, community like like the one we're from, there's no shortage of, of veterans that, that need assistance or are in a position where they, they might need assistance from somebody. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. So there's a lot more than than I'd like to admit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or- Fortunately for, you know, South Louisiana, we rely, you know, the, most of our economic income is from the oil field. Uh, and guys can get out of high school and go into a job fairly quickly and make a really decent living. Uh, but when the oil field shifts or, you know, layoffs happen, you know, those veterans, they maybe not have prepared for it or, you know, just might be in a bind. They can fall back on us. And, you know, what Brock said, you know, we're not in competition with anybody in our uh, hometown because there's the VFW. There's a couple of the Marine Corps League. There, there's a couple of other organizations, but our names are rapidly getting thrown in first because they know if they send them to us, we can get answers to those veterans almost immediately. You know, the bureaucracy goes away when it comes to us because it's a group chat text. Hey, we've got this issue. We need a vote on it. We need four yeas or five yeas, three yeas, whatever, uh, to pass it. And it's usually given an answer within, you know, hours versus days, which is the biggest, you know, I think saving grace to a lot of veterans out there. My brain, my brain is rolling. <laughs> we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Hey, you know, we're all, we're also not an organization that's, that's going to go door to door and beg and, and, you know, and, and, get on our knees and beg for for donations or go business to business look if you want to support support if you don't that's fine yeah you know but our events or to you know we want to bridge the gap between veterans and civilians in the community and we want to bring initiatives to celebrate and support our local veterans you know that's that's what we want to do like today we had a christmas event our, our Christmas event is about is is a community outreach. It's about putting our name out there saying, hey, we're in the community. We're in the area. We want to help. You know, when we did cookies with Santa Claus today, you know, it's it's a children's event where children came and took pictures with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. We had the Grinch and we decorated cookies and we decorated stockings and we did gingerbread houses and stuff like that. You know, you talking y'all about the heart. What's that? Where y'all at today? So we did that at the uh, Woodman Life um, yeah. building off of Hollywood. Yeah. Huge sponsors of us. They've been with us for a while and good people. Yeah. Really good people since the beginning. So the lead singer of Showdown, which I was telling you, uh, Rick Price, yeah. he is he, he is the manager over there at, at their building. I mean, every event we have, they donate, they volunteer, they help. So I mean, that's that's another thing about the organization. You know, we're we're helping the businesses and the and the people that are that are supporting us. You know, and we have those businesses that just drop the hat and support us at every event and donate and volunteer. And to me, I, I, I think it's unbelievable that, you know, those same businesses, which uh, Gator, Gator Coolers is one, Avery Zapieri is another, um, Brute Force Firearms is another. 
Yeah, just to name a few that just, I mean, continuously donate not only their products, but hard-earned money from a small business to support local veterans. And to me, that's just, just commendable. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing the names of those businesses. And if you're in that space, make sure you get there and use their services to the most of your ability. Because, again, these are the people giving back. One of the most frustrating pieces ever was we last year we did uh, the WP3 Nashville Takeover. We took 28 veteran musicians down into Nashville, and we played uh, six venues in five days. Uh, just giving them all, you know, the tin roof, the the bold patriot. But we were bringing in gigantic crowds into these venues, and and sometimes they they were just like, wham bam, thank you, ma'am. And they didn't even. There was one venue, and I won't say their name, but we we filled it two nights in a row, filled it, packed. And yeah. <laughs> not to thank you, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> we're not going to use you again next year. Sorry. Um, yeah. And why? Well, because you didn't invest back. I'm sorry. It's the, what your product costs 80 cents a glass of making. You're charging up to $12 per glass. And, and uh, we kept you full all night long. I'm sorry. You, you made your, you made your nut. You, and these men and women have already paid. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, in you know, Brock, I think you forgot to mention that like, uh, what was that Ida that came through a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. So Hurricane Ida came through, uh, and it was classified as a Category Four, but it, I mean, it it was Category Five basically. Uh, it stalled over home in Louisiana. I think uh, one of my buddies who was an officer who stayed behind said we had almost five thousand power lines uh, destroyed. And, uh, you know, I was in Colorado at the time. I drove home just to go help out. Uh, but by the time I got home, SLVO, what was it, the second time we had cooked? Probably, Rock? yeah. Yeah, we teamed up with uh, another small little company. It was even before they opened. It was Southern Axe in Homa, Louisiana. Uh, but they had started cooking. And it wasn't veteran-specific. It was just, hey, we don't have power. We don't have running water. We don't have anything right now. No food's coming in. We're going to pull everything we can out of our freezers and cook for our local community. I think in total, we did four or five different cookouts and we fed almost 5,000 people. And, you know, at, at a certain point, SWU is designed specifically for veterans, uh, gearing towards those combat veterans. But you know, in the event we stepped up and we kind of just started serving our local community. We're a small hometown. The people in our hometown donate to us and we give that money directly back to veterans. But, you know, we were able to step up and like, nope, we're going to try to feed our community. And I think we made almost what in the five or six days that we fed people it was 5,000 meals, Brock. It was pretty close to 5,000. And, and plus that's, that's not including the, uh, I mean, we had a, a mini Walmart that, that we that we had that we were, I mean, we had pallets and pallets of water that was donated. I love it. Anything, anything that you needed, we had it. I mean, from toilet paper to tarps to chainsaws, gloves, um, batteries, toiletries, yeah, batteries, food, uh, water, soap, anything, food, canned food, dry goods. Um, diapers, wipes, 
baby formula. And I mean, we had, we would have a line that would, uh, that would probably be close to a mile, two miles long. And the, they, they didn't even have to get out of their car. They got up. I mean, they, they pulled up, Hey, what do you, what else do you need besides food? They named a few things. We'd run inside with a box, pack it up, throw it in their car. And you know, they had hot plate lunches and, I mean, we had people donating deer meat and all their all their food in their freezer. You know, we was asking these people, hey, do you have means to cook? Yeah. Do you eat deer meat? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's some deer sausage. Here's backstrap. Here's deer burgers. Here's, I mean, everything. And that's kind of a common thing in South Louisiana when a hurricane yeah. comes. If the power's out for a week, you got to cook the food that's in your freezer or it's going to go bad. So Absolutely. people... People 100% like, hey, I got 200 pounds of meat. What's up? Here you go. Do something with it. So we had a lot of just people coming out the woodworks just donating. I think I drove up to, uh, what was it, uh, Morgan City to grab like 200 pounds of meat from somebody, and then I drove it home. So, yeah. yeah. What a blessing. This is, and again, the collaborative conversation that we're having at this moment, again, could just be enhanced if everyone could just come together what, we've been working on a piece like this for a while. What if we had a, a rapid response team in every state that is a retired veteran who we had trucks that had the means to roll, roll into a space? And I say every state, but like Louisiana has how many bordering states? That Those trucks end up into Louisiana to help that space. Every truck in the country starts moving to that. This isn't hard stuff. Um, Not at all. It, it, it's such an easy concept, and but we're so wrapped up. And my frustration is no one cares until they're being affected by the the event. Oh, I don't worry about this. And then until, oh, I don't care about what's happening in Louisiana at the hurricane until it snows 48 inches up in the mountains and everyone is, is homebound. And now who's going to come save my ass? Well, sorry. I mean, it. You gotta start reaching out, people. You gotta start sharing. I mean, it's common sense. Ninety percent of our country kind of lays their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom, not realizing who is running in the burning buildings, who is holding the hands of the last ones taking the last breath. Uh, the 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 men and women in blue who get spat on, going and doing their job every day, and then our amazing uh, service members that are, you know eating their mashed potatoes with sand in it because they're out in the desert and uh, they're just doing the best they can with what they got. This can, this show is going to go all night long. You guys all right with that? <laughs> yeah. Let me give a quick shout out to Dylan. He was a, he's a, he's a combat veteran. He was one of the, uh, he was one of the guys that donated his time last week when we, uh, when we were dealing with that uh, um, Vietnam veteran and the floor issues. He, he yeah. was out Helping lay floors and arrow floors and fix roofs and all. Thanks for coming and checking us out, Dylan. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for your service as well in uh, helping that uh, that uh, Vietnam combat veteran who at one point had been shot in the head uh, and is trying to make it through life while his floors are rotting out from underneath them. We appreciate you. I mean, this stuff is important. Um, Josh, we want to get back to you, brother. You've been patient. Yes, You've been listening. Um, I love it, man. I, honestly, I, I love it. 
I think it's it's fantastic. We do yeah. this every week. You're welcome to come anytime. You may have to listen to other musicians, though. Is that all right? I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get Dom Kerr's hooked up with uh, Mr. Garrett. I think their bluesiness would just knock. Yeah. It would make the the world untilter and make things close. <laughs> a rotating off axis. <laughs> yeah, it would be nuts. It would be nuts. Um, honey for my queen. Good night. Good night. Uh, let's do uh let's do uh good night. Good night. They're like simple, simple song. Uh, really simple. I, I mean, I don't even have to set it up. Like the words will explain it. Uh, playing a little bit of slide guitar on it. Uh, I believe it's just, uh, I, I haven't heard this record in so long. Uh, I mean, we still play these songs live, but uh, I haven't heard the, the the cuts from the from the studio. I think it's my buddy uh, Clay White from up in Kentucky on uh, harmonica, if right. I remember correctly. That might be totally wrong, but uh, I think that's right. All right. This is good night. Good night, Josh Garrett. Yep, there you go.
Josh Garrett with Good Night Night. Monica. <laughs> that yeah, was Clay White from Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, how about that? Monica hits. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a read instrument. box. It's the same thing. <laughs> a little glass of bourbon, some crawfish. I, I'm just I'm kind of feeling this thing. Come on, man. Come the great steak, man. Yeah. Yeah. A smoky. Little smoky smoke. Now we talking. Yeah. I got, Rocky, you got a special guest there, brother. You got a special guest. Tell us who he is. Oh, this is my son. Uh, Come on, on, brother. Come on. <laughs> What's up? Oh, yeah. Give us a flex real quick. Mm. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you good? Him, bro. He ain't got no muscles. That's why he don't want to flex. <laughs> Jordan, I think Jordan would be jealous from the muscles that I have. Game <laughs> <laughs> hey, on. Hey, I love it. I'm trying to make more Marines cry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hurt, hurt your daddy's feelings. Tell him you want to go to the Marine Corps. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Your mama would shit a brick. More than that. Oh, that's funny. I'll show you my graduate now, Jordan. What's that? <laughs> hey, when you come and skiing with me. Me? I'll yeah, I put you on a snowboard, but you're not athletic, so, you know, skis are easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what's next for South Louisiana Veteran Outreach? What's next for you guys? Um, so here in the beginning of the year, we'll start planning and organizing, uh, Freedom Fest, which is going to be uh, May 25th. That's going to be held at Fletcher, uh, community college here in Homer. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start organizing that and trying to get, um, so the festival is a, uh, there's a crawfish boil off. So we have uh, teams that will boil two sacks of crawfish in competition for the um, people who are attending to taste their crawfish and vote for their, their favorite crawfish. 
So uh, last year we ended up having 55 balling teams. We boiled uh, pretty close to 6,000 pounds of crawfish, you know, and we had that in conjunction with uh, Beer Fest, which had uh, a lot of distributors around all around South Louisiana and that showcase their craft beer. So you can you can sample uh, craft beer, pretty much eat all the crawfish you want, listen to live live music. Um, we had we kept the kids entertained. I think we had a, a mechanical bull. We had eleven inflatables, which was uh, bounce houses. Uh, slides, interactive, inflatable games, face painting. Um, and it's it's a uh, it's a good event. The picture that you're seeing there is that is all the veterans that were that were at the uh, were at the event. So, and man, that's that's what the of course the event is 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 for us to raise money for the year. You know, so we're we're using that money for the uh for the whole whole entire year so it costs uh thirty thirty thousand dollars just to put on that event you know that's buying the crawfish the entertainment the uh the stage the setup tents and and all that you know and last year we uh it was a total of 65 grand that 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 we brought in which gave us a profit of you know thirty five thousand to the uh, to the organization, you know that's 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 our operating money, you know. So that'll be that that's that's next for us is is getting into the planning phase of that, and uh, hopefully it's another successful event as it was last year. We'll make sure that we get all the the details, and we'll. We'll promote this as much as we can from Minnesota and uh, across the networks. You know, the great thing about because of the show, um, we've been able to uh, connect with organizations from all over the country. And the majority of them all like to support. I mean, that's the tough part when we sit down at the end of uh, the week and month and say, hey, how many events are we going to go to this month? Uh, We'd love to come down and um, live stream your event as a whole. Uh, be awesome. doing and uh, uh, take care of that. Um, you know, this isn't, we'd like to figure out a way to get that paid. So, you know, we don't have to have that conversation with you guys because you're trying to raise your funds for your stuff, but we'd like to be where we're traveling everywhere across the country, making sure that we're letting people know and see, because that's the piece that's missing. So at the event, you also get to see Mr. Josh Garrett live now. (laughs) Well, you guys come see him first in in March 4th. And then Brock left us too. Y'all heard his (laughs) feelings. He's there someplace. He'll come. Ron just totally wanted to join the Marine Corps. Yeah. yeah. You're the one one that did it. No, you're good. Um, No, so exciting. So exciting. Um, I'm having one of my brain moments. Brain moments. It's where do we go next? Um, so you, you know, having having events like Freedom Fest, you know, again, that's that's part of one of our initiative initiatives in our services that we provide. You know, community outreach and education. So, like I said, you know, we we want to bridge that gap between the civilian and veteran world. 
And we want our local civilians to to support our local veterans, you know, and in, in, in the businesses that support our organization. We want to show them where that money is going. You know, while we don't parade and, you know, we're not looking for the pat on the back. We're not looking for the, hey, you know, I'm helping this veteran pay off his or pay for his uh, his his utilities or his his rent or his whatever it is. You know, we're not doing that. You know, all, all of this is all anonymous. You know, we're we're getting very personal with these veterans and, you know, we're, we're really trying to understand their, their situation, you know? So having events like that is, is, is a, is an opportunity for us to get the community involved and the veterans who want to show up and support. It, it gives them an opportunity to show face, you know, a hundred percent. Well, in the, it's we run into this every once in a while where we help a veteran out. We don't share who the veteran is, but we we lay the claim out to hey, we help the veteran in this way. And a little every once in a while, we get a little pushback saying, Oh, why you got to make it about you? And I'm like, Here's the deal, folks we don't make it about <laughs> us, we don't want it to be about us, we don't even want to be the face of this thing. But the reality is, if we don't see what goodness is happening in our communities in our country? Then right. There's no, there's no catalyst to continue that mission. No one else is doing it, and and our news isn't showing that. Our news is showing all the other crap that we don't even need to see the the negativity, the the derogatory, the the tear things down pieces. Let's see the positive. Let's see the mission for what it is. Let's people take care of people um i liked earlier the the fact that uh, you said you know when it came down to the mission it wasn't how awesome is that yes our focus is veterans and first responders up front but if anyone came and knocked on our doors we'd give them a hand because that's that's what we do that's what that's i can well, tell there's a huge parallel between your organization and our organization and so well, at, you know, at the end of the day, we, I've had, you know, for my unit, I was in the Marine Corps with, I've had nine guys either, you know, in, I think five of them in the last couple of years die of self-inflicted suicide or uh, OD, you know, and our, we started this organization to stop veterans from ending their lives. That That's, that's the primary goal for us in, you know, veterans they will pull out their teeth before they come to us and ask for help. And when they get to the point where they're like, Hey, I need help. It's not, Hey, we got to put these guys on a parade or a bandstand and show them like, Hey, we gave this guy this much money to help him pay his mortgage. Praise us. That's not what we we're intended to do. Yeah. It sucks that we have to like, Hey, we gave this much money to these many veterans it, we don't like doing it, but we have to do it to acknowledge the fact that we are using people that donate their money to us. We're using it wisely, you know, but one thing we'll never do and we're never going to do is, you know, acknowledge the veterans that we do help. We're not going to parade them around stage because it takes everything from them, almost every ounce of courage to ask, I need help. And that's the hardest thing for a lot of these veterans to do. And the biggest thing for us is that we got you. 
we got you. We're not going to tell anybody about it. We're just going to help you. And we're going to tell people that we did help you, but we're not going to say your name. We're not going to tell them what we did for you. We will never say anything that's going to personally identify you. And veterans that have seen us do that to other veterans, it's opened them up to come to us and be like, hey, I need help too. 100%. I saw you do this for this guy. I need you to do this for me. And, you know, like I said earlier, we'll vet them. We'll make sure that they need the help. And if we feel that, you know, hey, you deserve it, we're going to help you out. 100%. Agree with everything. Um, we do give uh, an opportunity for a testimony without identifying. And, uh, I mean, some want to, some don't. And it's, it's never a pressure piece. It's like, you know. But so for our show – we do have people come on and they talk about stuff that's hard for them. And that's fully 100% their choice. Uh, people who have dealt, again, we said it earlier, military sexual trauma, alcoholism, drug addictions, you name it. Um, if they want to come and talk about it, we give them that opportunity, but then we do the continued support for them. And it's, it's, uh, I don't know. We're all big boys and big girls. I think we know how to do this. And, uh, and making sure that the integrity and people's uh, person stays intact. Gosh. Lots of comments coming in tonight. Lots of people inspired. Um, Jeremy Daniels, good to see you. Absolutely no pony shows. Um, that's not what this is about. It's, it's about making a difference. And uh, ultimately, every week we do a call to action. Um one is, what are you doing? And uh, if you're not doing anything, you're part of the problem. Bottom line, um, if, if you want to have that conversation, let's talk. Let's talk. If that offends you, let's talk. Uh, our bigger piece is all of us have one of these, and don't take this lightly. Uh, I know some people come on and want to do push-ups. Some people want to go on a ruck march. This is my promise. If you take this phone and take – that the 12 seconds it takes to text, I was thinking about you to one of your peers in your, your contact list to say, I was thinking about you. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, it might stir a conversation. It might, uh, they might brush you off, whatever. Then that might make you think, well, maybe I need to resurrect or, or build that relationship. We ask you to do it by a six pack, do six people in your contact list. Again, Yes, we are veteran and first responder forward, but at the end of the day, it doesn't hurt any of us to acknowledge that we've got people in our lives, people who've got us where we're at. I do ask you to take one of those people in that conversation, one of the people that's a relationship that might have been broken somewhere along the line. This is the tough ask. Um, I do that because I had a brother that was, he was the best man in my wedding, and uh, I literally watched him drink himself to death because I was too uppity to, to have the real conversation with him. And we had a little falling out and it was what it was. Uh, I get to live with that forever and that's fine. I'm big enough to know where I messed up and I don't, you know, it's not something I sleep on, but at the end of the day, have that hard conversation because it's not worth the tomorrow that you don't get to have the conversation. Um, reach out to six people, six takes probably a minute total. You can cut and paste the was thinking about you. Uh, <laughs> give it a shot. That that's that's awesome. I really like that. 
Thank you. We do it every weekend. Uh, we call it the wave, actually, because uh, all of us together are dropping the bucket, but together we're an ocean. And, uh, you know, again, if everyone reached out to six people, I, I, don't, I think we could uh, make a difference in this. I really do. Thanks, Bob. Um, Mr. Garrett, one more song. Yeah, yeah. We what got Honey for My Queen. Honey for My Queen. Yeah. That's the title track uh, off the uh, Honey for My Queen record. So, uh, I don't know, spin it. I mean, it's about, uh, about my wife at the time. And, you know, obviously there's some innuendo there, Honey for My Queen. But, uh, yeah, spin it. We'll see where this goes then. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> Honey for My Queen, Mr. Josh Garrett.
That is Honey for My Queen by Josh Garrett. That was awesome. Yes, indeed. I hadn't heard that in a while. Great song. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a night. What a blessing. Thank you all for coming on tonight. I'm going to get in trouble because uh, we did one of our infamous uh, two-hour shows, and <laughs> loves doing that. Uh, another special guest in, in Brock's world. Um, so I got I got five kids over here at my house. So. Oh, and it's a princess. I, I can bring you all the special guests you need. <laughs> five of 17. He's got 17 kids. He's just not telling you. Oh, Lord. oh Lordy. Sounds like we got next month booked already. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's bring it to a close. And uh, normally we give everyone a little minute to, to speak about uh, their final thoughts. Um, I don't want to put a timeline on it. So, uh, but Jonathan usually starts. We'll kind of round circle this. Jonathan, final thoughts, brother. Um, I know sometimes, most of the time, we can be our our own toughest critics. Um, undervalue ourselves in in most situations, but. Just know wherever you're at in life right now, whatever you got going on and however you feel that there is some part of you, there is something in you that is, that is there and it's there for someone else. And you need to be here to make sure that you get it. Um, you're bigger than you think. You're better than you think. And you can be the reason that somebody else sees tomorrow. Good words, brother. Rock. Rock, your turn, bro. All right. Uh, I think uh, so. South Louisiana Veteran Outreach. You know, we're we're dedicated to providing essential financial support and assistance to veterans who have selflessly served our nation. You know, we we strive to empower and uplift veterans by alleviating their financial burdens, enabling them to lead fulfilling lives, dignified lives through strategic partnerships that we have in our community. Um, our outreach program through the community and resourceful initiatives, we aim to bridge the gap between the uh, civilian life and the veterans in our area, ensuring that they, they receive the support that they deserve. Our mission through the organization is to honor their sacrifices by offering a helping hand, fostering their uh, successful reintegration into their civilian identity and into their civilian life. And we can make a meaningful impact and inspire a brighter future for our veterans in our in our community. Good words, brother. Mr. Garrett. Uh man, I just want to say I love what y'all are doing. Uh I know that uh when I get to help out, it makes me feel good. So uh anything you guys need for this festival, make sure you call me. Uh I'll be I'll be there to make some noise, but uh anything else you need, uh let me know. And uh 
Yeah. I can boil some crawfish too, so. <laughs> You're a blessing, brother. We'll get you up on WP3 Radio. Make sure everyone tunes in. Uh, simple as going to Google and saying WEP3 Radio. Yep. And you'll hear just veterans and first responders who have uh, given us our opportunities. Yeah. Jory. I, links, I need links to uh, I need links to share too, man, to all that stuff. So uh, we can make sure all of our people are going to it as well. We'll get you to it, brother. Absolutely. Jory, your turn. Uh, it, I, I think Brock has said it enough for SLVO. Uh, you know, cannot uh, be happy enough that I'm part of the, you know, the the nonprofit that we started. It, it It's done more than I ever thought we could. Uh, just a little phrase I always live by. You know, Winston Churchill said it. If you're going through hell, keep going. If things in your life are tough, you know, just keep walking, guys. You know, it, it'll get through it. You know, you take one step and then you take the next step and you take five more. If it takes you to get through it, you'll get past it. Uh, and there's a lot of veterans that just take those two steps and they just give up. And they're like, hey, this is not for me. I'm out. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we've lost a lot of veterans to that, that strife. Uh, guys, keep walking. You'll get through it. It'll you'll see the sunshine at the end of the line and at the end of the tunnel. Miss Eichmann. Yeah. I want to just touch on all of the, um, the crossover, the crisscross that we have. Um, when Brock was talking earlier uh, about supporting the littlest things and, and we always kind of stand on that foundation as well. Sometimes you just need to listen. Sometimes it's a cup of coffee uh, on a, on a bad day. Um, they can be some real minimal things that help people stick around longer. And so we we talk about just, um, we call it lighten the load, but anything from helping you go see a loved one, a flight, it's a little more spendy these days. For a long time there, we were sending people quite a bit, but um, getting you to see your loved ones, getting to, to see them in person, um, helping you get your kind of your feet back on the ground and that that brings you to the community, the community that's healthier, safer. Um, it makes for, for a much better outreach and, and stretch across. We've found so many people that we've helped want to come back and help after they feel better about themselves as well. And so that's the that's the whole circle of things. Um, and occasionally, yeah, we catch, we catch people that haven't served and, and they need the help as well. And thank you for coming on tonight and sharing all those points because that is an amazing, amazing foundation. Um, hands held together, unbreakable bridge, unbreakable rope. Um, Jonathan, your words. Thanks again. Um, I can't, I can't follow those, but I would like to um, make sure everybody shares your words. It's you, uh, yeah. it's it's other organizations have made this statement, so I don't want to take uh, ownership of it. But it's locking shields. Uh, it's putting that piece together where we're all working functionally together. Uh, we're never going to push anyone out. We're never going to, we're going to ask you to come along, be part of the, the tip of the spear and let's, uh, let's get into this thing. Um, real quick. Uh, we got Christmas. We do have our, uh, our Christmas ornament for the people's Patriot project. You can get that ornament with the idea of memorializing someone who has served you can get that ornament with the idea of someone in honoring someone that's serving. 
or you can just help an organization do our mission and making sure that we have our boots on the ground and in the middle of the storm, which we have no problem doing that on a daily. We appreciate it. If the guests want to stay around for a little bit after the, the running of the, it's not credits, but our, our closer, uh, please, if you got to go, we get it. You've given us more than the hour of the time you committed to, and we appreciate you. Uh, it's a twofer, I guess, today. You gave us two hours for one, and we appreciate it. Our show doesn't happen without you, and our show doesn't happen without the people that come and watch it. We appreciate all of you. Patriot Pride. Uh, come check us out tomorrow at 4.30, uh, where we share the mission of the People's Patriot Project. Uh, and uh, just continue to lift each other up.